0: Hey, everybody. It's Mark. Thanks for joining me today. With me on my podcast today is Gina Schaefer. Gina is the owner of a 13-store Ace dealership headquartered in Washington, D.C. She's been on my show before. She's a really interesting conversationalist, but she's a intelligent entrepreneur and a terrific businesswoman. But specifically, the reason why I wanted to have her on is I saw an article uh, recently where she had been quoted speaking to wage inflation. And that's something that all of us are dealing with. And the article had said that her least expensive employee was now being paid $16.10 an hour and that they had intended on raising that rate to match the rate of inflation over the coming 12 months. And so I wanted to get her on uh, and talk about the effect that that's having on her staff, which, as it turns out, is quite positive. And so Let's listen to Gina. She really knows how to find employees and retain employees. And so give her a listen, like, subscribe, uh, write to me. Brian, put my phone number up there, shoot me a text. Uh, let me know what it is that you want to hear about. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining me today. It's Mark. With me today on my podcast for the second time is the owner of a few cool hardware stores. That is a 13-store Ace dealer in the Washington, D.C. area. Gina, how are you today?
1: I'm great. Thanks, Mark. How
0: are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks so much for joining me. Let me start by just making a quick introduction and then you and I, as we talked about, we're going to do just a a one topic uh, podcast today, but you're a 13-store ACE dealer in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Tell us a little bit about your business.
1: Well, we're actually adding the 13th location now. We're buying a store in Fairfax, Virginia and Craig Smith, who is the owner of that store is taking my place as CEO of our organization. So first time, I guess that's been announced on any kind of media. So yes.
0: So there's your news to everybody who's following the intimate dealings of a few cool hardware stores in Washington DC. That's there's it. your announcement that there's been transition at the helm. And is- so what's the plan for you?
1: Um, Well, I have a lot of things going on. So, you know, we started forming an ESOP. We formed an ESOP in 2021. And so we are coming up on our and second year. It's uh, employee
0: 30- ownership, for those who don't know. Ownership.
1: Yep. An employee stock uh, ownership program. Uh, we sold 30% to our team. We will transition to 100% ESOP owned um, probably over the next seven years or so. Uh, Finance is depending, of course. And right. I have a bunch of things on the radar. So we'll see.
0: Well, I know you've got a book out. And so yes. probably some sort of uh, maybe more books, more book tours, or who knows what's coming for you.
1: I do not want to write another book, although I have a topic. So that might be something I have to beat myself up about. But I have had about 24 book events, and I have three or four more on the calendar. So hopefully That's I can just keep calm. that momentum going. Yeah, it's great. And
0: so, Gina, I wanted to talk to you uh, about something that I had read about your business, uh, and that was regarding the minimum wage. And roughly your quote was that, Uh, Your starting salary at a few cool hardware stores was now $16.10, and that you were going to keep raising that to match inflation for the remainder of the year. Why did you write that? What were the circumstances under which uh, I saw that, And, and what are your plans for the rest of the year for attracting and retaining employees?
1: Yeah, so there's a there's a lot to unpack in that question. I think first of all, the the reason that it even came up is that I had an opportunity to meet with the new governor of Maryland, Wes Moore. Uh, governor Moore is trying to increase the uh, to accelerate the minimum wage raise in the state of Maryland. So right now, I think it's thirteen fifty. It's on track to get to fifteen in twenty twenty five. His request, his push right now is to accelerate the push to fifteen by the end of the year or sooner, and then track that to inflation, peg that to inflation with a cap. So I think his proposed cap is 5%. So if inflation is is 11% this year, just to throw out a number, it would be capped. It would go to 15 in Maryland and be capped at five. We would follow whatever his rule is or whatever our highest jurisdiction. So we have no internal intentions right now to peg it to inflation. Typically what we do is one, advocate for the increases. And then two, across our jurisdictions, Pay to the highest location. So, for example, I have stores in Maryland, Virginia, and the District of Columbia. Whichever one has the highest requirements when it comes to hourly wages and benefits, we use that for our norm for the entire company. So Virginia still has a federal minimum wage of $7.25. If that doesn't make you throw up, I don't know what will. Um, but the highest jurisdiction that we're in is 1610. So the folks in Virginia start at 1610.
0: And how has that practice helped you find people or retain people?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're in a very expensive market. So I think that we have to be competitive regardless of what that price is because other right. retailers around us know they have to be competitive. We have to be competitive that way, or it's just a churn and it's not the employee base that, that we're really, frankly, interested in in attracting. And so, we have a turnover rate of about 40 to 50 percent. Um, you know, typical retail is well over 100 percent. I like to think that our culture and our benefits and those kinds of things tie into that. My stores in Baltimore, for example, in Baltimore City, have a, a retention rate of uh, less than 30 uh, percent. I mean, it's fantastic. It's like 22 percent in Baltimore. And I truly believe it's because we have always paid higher. We've paid the D.C. wage in Baltimore City and, and we've built a culture that, that values that.
0: And so is this something that's been driven uh, by you being employee-owned, or is this something that you feel is important to you as an executive of the company?
1: I've always felt this was important. So I started working on the federal level as a spokesperson for an organization called Business, Business for a Fair Minimum Wage. In 2010, I think I gave my first testimony to Congress. I worked for about three or four years with that organization, um, volunteered with them uh, for a couple years trying to get the federal minimum wage raised uh we failed you know we never managed right. to get the needle moved there's still 20 or 21 states that have 725 on the books which is the federal minimum wage um and so that organization didn't completely pivot but really started to um take uh an ownership stake in statewide or citywide campaigns and what they could do to to make those um campaigns successful if the federal government wasn't or couldn't do it right yeah. and
0: and for the dealers that are uh, in big cities, even in states where there is either n- no minimum wage above the federal or a small increase uh, above the federal, uh, the retailers that I'm speaking to are still struggling to find people. And obviously how much you pay is, is a really important piece of that, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I certainly understand uh, that markets are very different and the cost of living varies wildly across the country. Um, but, I mean, if you thought you could live on $15,000 a year and there have been studies and studies and studies that have proven that it's not a teenager making that minimum wage. It's typically a single mom or it's someone who didn't go to college, meaning it's adults who should be able, I think, to have a professional job. I think we provide professional careers as a retailer in a hardware business. And so you can't do that and pay someone $15,000 a year. Right. And
0: even to the point, sort of forgetting the politics of how much is the right amount to pay a full-time worker in the United States. The truth is that if you're paying somebody eight, nine, $10 an hour to work in your paint or hardware store, even if the law allows you to do that, the reality is that that employee is not going to be uh, fully engaged and committed and is not going to be the one who's likely to stay with you for a long period of time. And that's what we need, yes. particularly as independent retailers. We are all in the business of expressing our relationship through our employees, right? So if you don't pick the right people to do that and pay them well, you're going to have this turnover that, that is just not appealing to your customers.
1: Well, I'm sure that you saw this happen when you were in business for yourself, but even 50 cents or a dollar an hour difference can can create a, a reason for someone to leave. And it may not seem like that much to the employer, but to the employees, you know, it can seem significant. So yeah, it, it makes all the difference in, in keeping a, st- a stable workforce, um, a workforce that your community knows and uh, seeks out when they come in, right. um, you know, building up families. I love to tell the story of a gentleman on my team who had been homeless before he worked here and he's been here six years now and has a 401k. And he's a part owner, which is fantastic in healthcare. And you know, we've created a perfect member of our team because of all of these benefits and, and what he got when he came here. So.
0: And I would tell you that over the course of his career, if you think about the extra expense associated uh, with giving that employee benefits or giving that employee a wage increase more connected to inflation or whatever are the expenses uh, that are associated with paying a little bit more, I would tell you that the cost of turnover far exceeds the cost, in my experience, uh, far exceeds the cost of paying extra to keep an employee working for you for an extended period of time.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think historically, in the last couple of years anyway, we were saying that it was about a $2,000 cost to to hire um, and onboard a new teammate. Um, And I think recently I read it had gone up to about $3,500 was the new price that people were including. And you know, again, it it depends on the market that you're in and and the type of job you're hiring for, but that's significant.
0: It's significant and it doesn't even take into account the number of sales you don't get or the uh, sales you could have gotten perhaps and, and lost because somebody came into your store and did not get helped professionally as right. they were hoping to when they walked in. That's one of the reasons why people walk into independent retailers, an Ace store, or a locally owned Benjamin Moore store versus Sheryl Williams or Home Depot is they are expecting to get better service.
1: Yeah. And so yeah. If,
0: if we don't deliver on that, then you're going to have a problem as an independent retailer.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Well, Gina, that is a great way to end it. Thank you so much uh, for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for asking. It's a good question. I really, I really like talking about this topic. So I appreciate you having me on.
0: And so Gina Schaefer, a co-owner of a few cool hardware stores in Washington D.C. Thank you so much.